Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Hey guys, it's Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Riccadonna, and with me as always... Richie Byrne and... Your producer, Soul Joel. Today we have a special guest, uh, a very good friend. And Before I even get into it, I, I think you'll get a kick out of this. This morning, I'm at breakfast table with my four-year-old, my two-year-old, my yeah. wife, and Angie asks, she goes, well, who do you have on the podcast? And I know you guys know each other, yeah. so I go, well, Paul Mercurio's coming on. Uh, he's our first interview, and my four-year-old shakes his fist to the heavens and goes, Curio! <laughs> Are you serious? So I'm wondering, did you kill his father in a different life, or why does he have a revenge plot on you? I stole his girlfriend from him. <laughs> That's how we like to start. I had a, I had a bag was... of candy in a van, and I went to the preschool, and there she was. But she was way too old for Paul. She was. She was emotionally, she, she was six. Mentally, emotionally. Emotionally, more, way more mature than I was. <laughs> She goes, we got she, the great Paul Mercurio. The whole every yes. day was, can you just turn it off, man? You're always on too much. That's always what she said to me, little girl. What's That's up, buddy, tough, guys? Tough coming my from old, a four-year-old. I know. My old buddies. This yes. Is awesome, man. I this had no idea great. Richie was doing this with you. Paul and I, I yeah. literally, like, we met, like, almost day one oh, for both yeah, of us yeah, at Eagle yeah. Tavern. Yeah. yeah. Long time. Oh, We've known each other a long time. So it's you two and Angelo Lozada? Yeah, Angelo was there. Yeah, because that's right. That's the other. I knew there was another one that we had on. Yeah, yeah. But Paul... Wow. Were you were you like Joe? You were you producing another podcast that I was on, or no? May, oh, maybe yeah. Uh, the comedy point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When it called in. And what about you? Didn't do Brennan's, did you? Were you doing working on Brennan's at one time? No, I'm just really good friends with them. Oh, but you were so you were here, right? Maybe no. When I did it? Oh, no. oh, okay, good, because he's out of his mind. So no, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's great. Uh, Kevin's a good dude. So the way we but like he is this, out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you love about him, you know? It's like... <laughs> Can I tell, let me tell you a funny Kevin Brennan story. About a year ago, we're at a theater in Long Island. And uh, he's all, he, he needed to get to a train. And Mike Keegan said, I'll drive you to the train. I know, you know, I'll take you to a better train, blah, blah, blah. So we leave the theater, and there's two people who recognize Keegan. They're friends of his or something. So Kevin and I keep walking. We don't realize Keegan's not with us. We get down the block, and we turn around. We're like, where's, where's Keegan? And Kevin starts going, oh, look at this fucking guy, man. Look at, oh, come on, man. Who's he talking to? I got to get a train. Look at the, and all of a sudden he goes, Jesus, guy offers me a fucking doing me a favor and look at how I'm treating him I'm like I never saw anyone have an argument with themselves <laughs> that's really that's classic Brennan he can't yeah, help it is he can't help himself it he is he can't help himself well we start every show uh, we like to talk about oh, a, uh, a drink so, it's been uh, a while Paul yeah. what, is, what is your drink of choice drink as of Mike choice. Somerville said of anything in the world right. what um, would you prefer to drink uh, a marijuana cocktail. A marijuana, uh, uh, a heroin chaser. Uh, I'd say just a Jack. Like I'm you a Jack like just guy. Straight Jack. Yeah. Straight up, no yeah. ice. Yeah. Just, and then I've gotten. That's why he get, has to drag those balls around. That I, man has some big I, balls. And then I've got. I've had a, there been a couple of times when I like you know you, you do a shot on stage and then you ask for one 
and then the, the bartender at the club thinks they're doing you a favor, so they give oh, you like a yeah. big, huge. big, huge thing. And I don't, I'm not. Some guys will fake it and have them do like iced tea or something. Like I'm just, just send it up. And then you got it. <laughs> That's not the kind of guy I am. No, I'm, I'm one of the guys who fakes. You know, and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just take, say, take root beer and get all the carbonation out of it. And, uh, and I fucking have to do the whole thing and then they, the audience will call you a pussy if you don't finish no, it. Yeah. And you want to gag because it goes in it goes and it in goes in all the way like, in yeah, and, yeah, and then you try more. not to make the fake. You want to be like the guy in the bar like in the Old West that like does it, throws a fucking half a dollar down and then turns around and shoots the bad guy. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's like fucking like... And then I forgot... Am I allowed to swear on this? And then I forgot... I, I started to forget Joe, like, toward the end of that set. that had This happened, like, twice, then I stopped doing it. I couldn't remember what <laughs> I had done, and I repeated a joke. Oh, I love doing, those Especially moments. if you're doing, like, two shows yeah, in a night or something. Somebody complained, and... Uh, somebody complained? Yeah, it was some... Person, I heard these jokes before. Yeah, yeah five they, minutes ago. They complained <laughs> to the manager, and I'm like, well, they got more for their money. They got twice the price. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was trying to he make it He liked it so much, I wanted <laughs> right, to give him exactly. a double. And, uh, and so... Um, I it was that that's the one that because that, that can catch up of, of that if I start doing shots of Jack like if I have an agenda to get drunk I yeah. can't do beer I'm like small guy whatever I just go right to that right a few shots when you want to get a job done when you want right. to get a job done I have an agenda to get drunk right now and, and then uh, exactly <laughs> and then sort of and then and then just sort of be able to kind of you know all right, now I'm drunk. I'm going to go drive a bus, you know, something like that. Well, I think that is funny what we're complaining about here. We probably have the only job where people go, get him a shot yeah, exactly. while he's working. Yeah, exactly. right, 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 And right. everyone's like, cool. Right. Yeah, no, I'm cool. Yeah, there's no account. That's they're what going, I love about yeah, my job. There's no account like, oh, they're going, I was balancing the books, and every time I ask for a shot, and they give me <laughs> way give too me much. Way too uh, much. <laughs> and, and, fed, and then they give so me a So there I am in surgery. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the kitchen after I'm done with the audit, and somebody gives me amphetamines, like, it doesn't fucking happen, right? I like when you're on the road and you have two shows, so it's almost like you're working a double. Like you're, exactly. I, I got a double shift tonight. Yeah, exactly. I got to take it easy. I got it. <laughs> I'm working up to an hour, 15 minutes. Right, exactly. And then when you and then when you do that thing on stage, then like afterwards, people like want to buy you shot, oh, and then you oh, yeah. can't say no because you feel like right. You're gonna, that it's you're, their they're going to think and it's like having fun with you. And I so what I say no, I don't want to do a shot. Can I just have the uh, dollar equivalent? So I have them give me the seven. Good for you. And then I put the money in, in my pocket. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Buy a drink tomorrow. <laughs> Joe's looking at me like, really? You're an asshole. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. Yeah, I apologize. No, no, it's not you. <laughs> no, I'm an asshole. Uh, no, you, you are on you're the spectrum. Right. Yeah. You're both right. You're both right. Yes. There's a hey, lot wait, of truth being hey, told. Wait a minute. Um, but that's the one. And I always kill. Uh, I got at the Baltimore Comedy Factory, I ended up doing Irish car bombs with a 60-year-old oh. Irish, 65-year-old oh, Irish woman down front. She woman? A point. Yeah. I didn't she, see that coming. And she called you a pussy. <laughs> and, she beat, and she beat me. Oh. Yeah. I had to show you were on stage? my vagina. Wait, yeah. she drank you under the table? Yeah. Well, let's not get crazy, Joe. <laughs> Take it shit from a guy who's on the spectrum. I don't need this. You know? Let me go get my, let me go get my little autistic puzzle pin to make you feel good. Um... Uh, like, that's what he sounds like. It's, it's so weird. This is exactly what Dr. Oz said. Yeah. <laughs> He's brutal, that guy. Um, he went to Harvard, and I go to Harvard Yale games. I'll come back to the other thing. Uh, sorry, I bounced around. He's there, right? And he's there, yeah. and he was walking around. Yeah. And um, because I, we were tailgating like near where he was tailgating, and uh, 
and he and so like it's so funny because here's this guy all about health and everywhere around him is it's like eating fucking disgusting burgers yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> well dude I'm his warm up guy believe me he's yeah. used to that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want with like a, a hoagie in your mouth can we have Richie come in uh, yeah listen we got some complaints that people they need to understand you during the warm up <laughs> Can you stop eating burger out of your mouth? Spoken word medium, not a spout. Spoken food medium, you fucking animal. Well, somebody didn't put enough sauerkraut on it. I couldn't chew it fast enough. Here's Um, what I love when I worked with Paul on the road a lot. Yeah, I've got to work a lot together. He bounces around and half, and then will jump to something else and then come back. They they make fun of me. They call me eighty. ADD guy yeah. or whatever. They're always making fun of because I jump around right. so much. Right. When I'm with Paul, he'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll come back. To I'm like, no, I'm following Doesn't you. matter. <laughs> I'll, <be laughs> I'll be right with you, buddy. Oh, yeah, you guys are the perfect pair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, I just get sort of taken off. That's why like sometimes I'll bring notes up with little, well, with little like, word keywords that I can kind of just look at. So I go, oh, I got to go back to that. Or right. Well, you did it now. We, we, we were talking about. What were we talking about? You <laughs> oh, we talking about Oz and the thing. Yeah, yeah what, the, oh, the, the woman drinking you under the table. Oh, right, that Balt- bitch. Baltimore. So, um, <laughs> so bitch. she's drinking a pint of uh, uh, Guinness. Guinness. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you like Guinness? She goes, yeah. You got, and you start talking. Oh, you're Irish? Yeah, yeah. Born in Ireland? Yeah. I go, oh, well, you can drink, right? Go, you ever do an Irish car bomb? She goes, you're damn straight. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I go, you want to do one with me? She goes, I think figure she'd say, like, no. She goes, absolutely. Wow. Whip. Literally took her dick out and put it on the table. Wow. And it was like, wow. I didn't know I was like doing this with an uh, And it was Irish. big and black. It was, it was, it was, it was like Caitlyn, black Irish. Caitlyn Jenner. And <laughs> she drops hers in, I drop mine in. Hers goes down quick and smooth. Mine's like, boom, boom. And then it kind of starts to spill over <laughs> on the side. And people are like, oh, I completely lost that audience for the rest of the thing. And I literally, no respect. the minute it happened, I grew tits and a vagina, and my dick fell off, and I was like... Women aren't funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what so I got, I what got, did you think of Paul Mercurio? She was okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for a, for a woman, she has quite a beard. And, uh, so that was, like, really kind of embarrassing, but, like, uh, that's my thing. That'll be my drink. I, I got to say, too, with uh, working with Paul that's interesting is uh, you're a very calculated guy, like, where all your jokes are very, you, you write very specific, very smart, very, it's, it, it's all together. But when you're on stage, you're the loosest, like, jumping around, doing crowd work, you're playing right. around. Like, at one point, he just have them turn the lights on. He just goes through the room and talks to people yeah. and does whatever. And it's like, how do you have both parts of your mind? Because me, it's like I can either do crowd work or I can do my material. But putting them together. And if he gets like... a text or in the show, it's over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, sometimes they don't. I've done this a couple of times. Where they, they won't believe something I say. I, and I call my wife on stage. <laughs> but I don't tell her that I'm calling her. Uh, that I'm on stage. And so, like, I put it on. Uh, like, one time I did it. And, uh, I, and then I said, don't say anything. And she gets on the phone and she's on speaker. And, uh. And then I go, so what are you doing? Uh, and she's like yawning. I just take a nap. Yeah, what's, uh, what are you having to eat tonight? And I hear people snickering, and then she st- hears them snickering, and she goes, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't ever end with right. you, Paul. <laughs> and then another time I did it, and I hardly ever say to my wife I love her, because, uh, 
and uh, and well, well, we've been together since high school, so it's not even a marriage anymore. And uh, it's just that's like, amazing. It's like two roommates, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, together, together, Three, you got the young, the young roommate just too. for tax, together for tax purposes. <laughs> and, she'll, uh, she'll clearly never hear this. No, no. Yeah, he's not worried. Yeah. No, she's not. Apparently, allowed to, apparently, she's, she's not one of the sixty-five listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's not allowed to leave the kitchen, for Christ's sake. If you can get this in the kitchen, then she can listen to it. So I call her up and I go, uh, and she's on the speaker, and the audience is like, Shh, and uh, I go, how's it going? She goes, and then in the middle of the conversation, I go, I love you. And she goes, am I on speakerphone? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but that's only a couple. Yeah, well, the thing about the bounce, I, I have a, I can't do stuff in a set order, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um. But do but once I, when I have this stuff, I can't. I de- it's definitely gonna. I got it written a certain way. So yeah. I like the juxtaposition of like just being once free. Once you get into it, you have. Once to. I get into it, but I don't know like the order I'm gonna do or like um, where I'm gonna pull it in or what I'm gonna pull from. Like so, uh, pretty much every set will be pretty different. I mean, I repeat jokes from. I worked one with set you the, how many weeks on the road, and I've never seen you do yeah. the exact same. And then there's stuff you're working on, like I'm working on this ISIS joke, and I know it's a good joke, and I cannot, fig- it's it's not hitting, and I can't figure it out. It's the hardest joke I've ever tried to write, and it's not that complicated. <laughs> and it's a simple premise that I, I I was reading an article that ISIS. Well, ISIS is, run, is always a simple. It's run like a corporation. <laughs> well, there, I, I think there is. If it doesn't go well, just go three, two, <laughs> one. Plug your ears. Well, no, I'm thinking it is because it's fucking. <laughs> ISIS, and you're like, well, you know, like, everybody hates ISIS. But that's not why I was doing it, because I read this article that it's run like a corporation, and they have a human resources person. <laughs> no! Yeah. Right. I'm serious. So, yeah, and I really, like, uh, and I really thought that's juxtaposition of, like, so I say, like, is somebody, ca- I guess they're calling in guys from the cave, like, who have complaints, <laughs> like, hey, there's been a complaint about you. Well, the human resources guy is basically an executioner. Well, yeah, but he, I, what, I, what, what I tried exactly what I tried to do is make him like a normal human resources guy, and make right. it all about the complaints of a suicide bomber. <laughs> so then I start, and I even like Google like common things people complain about to find interesting ones. So stuff like I say, uh, you know, the FBI is watching. You know, yeah. like I heard, I heard, you know, he goes, uh, the guy goes, uh, 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 you made an off-color joke in the cave the other night that really offended some people, <laughs> and. You're really pissing off some of the ISIS fighters because you're letting your wife drive and be educated, and and, <laughs> and you laugh. I do that one, and everybody thinks I'm shitting on women, of and then course, I do, right. and then you're burning popcorn in the microwave in the cave, and it's sticking up the cave, which I think is the funniest one because that was one of the top ten complaints that people generally had. The burning that people popcorn. would burn popcorn in the microwave, and I and then and then I go, you put in for carpal tunnel work as comp for, for building bombs, and then you ask for vacation time. So I got all these things, and I think they're funny because the juxtaposition of like the mundane shit with That's the crazy a, whatever and it's got like sketch. a 10% thanks a lot that really fucking well. helps um, <laughs> I got a t- I don't even know why we got, so I'm sorry visual. we got off on this I'm, I'm sure he's, you got other stuff you want to talk about even here he's trying to make it work yeah. <laughs> even here he's yeah. so I think it should like, so that like I'll do that but I have to do it very specifically when I get to it like that way and now I'm at the point where I literally just ask the audience, tell me why that's not working. I can't get feedback from them. How'd the podcast go with Paul? You mean his workshop? Yeah, exactly. It's, but it's funny you said that because my last show, uh, I do a variety show here in the city, and we wrote a sketch about three bombers who couldn't, the bomb wouldn't work, and they called 
the uh, expert. They call the bomb. They're, like there's Squad a number guru. to call, and you call, and it's an American guy. Like you know, Acme. you know, like go, did you <laughs> did you plug in the plug? You know, like oh, and, it was, and it turned into that the three bombers were became like Mo Larry and Curly, and uh, and it was really friggin' funny. And then I read, it, I go, We're, this is too offensive. Like people are gonna be offended by, it. and we didn't do it because oh, I was yeah. just. It was so funny though, but I really believe somebody, somebody. at least ten people would have walked. Oh really? And I go, but that, and they kept because uh, Key kept saying it doesn't IT. have to be uh, the Three Stooges. Like you don't have to do it that way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it does because then it's not as offensive. Right. Uh, you know. But and there's there, three of them. So you have three stoo- three guys who are Three Stooges, but they they have um, Arab. The three the, infidels. getting confused. Three and, infidels. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're doing all of that. But the, no, you're stupid. And all that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought it would work. Not, I thought I it was really hilarious. funny. I just think you know that people are going to get offended. Yeah. But somebody's going to get offended about it. We everything. need to bring yeah. offensive back. Right? <laughs> JT. Yeah. Maybe we do. And Maybe I, we I do. talk about like when I was a kid growing up, my parents would always dress me for Halloween as a hobo. And I said, you can't do that now because it would be considered politically incorrect because it's a homeless person. <laughs> And then I go through the idea that your parents dressed you as a homeless person and sent you onto the streets at night to collect free food in front of real homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's and there's, more to the, there's more to the joke. But, like, I really uh, the, I believe the premise. Like, that would be considered. There, you'd fucking see something in a local newscast. Like, yeah. You know, and they used to, every year I'd go, literally, they'd just throw shit at me and say, go out as, like, a, a bum. They call it a bum, man. They would call it a well, bum. Well, hobo is actually short for a homeward-bound soldier. The hobos really? from oh, World is? War I, I when that. they would come back, they would, you know, do the stick and bindle. They'd jump on a train and try to get there. Because once they were done fighting the war, they were like, all right, you're done. Like, they're not, not sending you home. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> so they're homeward bound. And they uh, actually have a, a look thing. Look at you being all smart. Wow. <laughs> Mice and men. They have the symbols on the back of the welcome to signs oh, to tell yeah, you what yeah, houses yeah. are. Yeah. That was all through the military. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Very interesting. I don't know now, that either. I, have a, I want to say this before you leave. Mm. I was watching a movie, and it was very odd to me because the two guys talking in the movie <laughs> were you and Gaffigan, and it was Chuck. Yeah, with Leah Schreiber. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. look at this. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. It was great to see him. Yeah, man. I was in the, it's a Chuck Webner story. Yeah, yeah. For people that don't know, he's the real life Rocky Balboa. Like, he took Ali 15 rounds, almost beat him. Should Everybody said he did beat him, but they gave it to Unit because he was the champ. And so it was a split decision. And Stallone stole that story and had to settle with. Yeah. If you want to hear it from Chuck's mouth, go to our other podcast. Oh, that's right. You're the Knockout boxing TV. We just had Chuck. Oh, cool. On. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I ended but up, you were, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I got to, I, I, we shot a few scenes. That scene ended up in it. And, uh, that's awesome. And it was really, it was, and I remember my agent said to me, you know, Leah Schreiber can be intense. Some of the actors, like on, on set, he's like an intense actor, very serious. So just, you know, don't get thrown. I go, listen, I've had beer bottles thrown out me on the <laughs> stage. I'm not going to watch. I've gotten heckled at the Eagle Tavern. I'm there were a worried. lot of comics in that yeah, movie. There was Jason Jones. Was Joe Starr was in it. Um, and uh, You were in it? Yeah. And I, Gaffigan had a huge and, part. Uh, yeah, and there was like, um, and so we had this scene, and then I was like, and I'm sort of like one of his entourage hanger-on guys, and I'm dressed in, my, and they dressed in 70s clothes, and my wife saw it, she goes, you look exactly like you did in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally think I had one of those shirts, like a, pla- like a plaid shirt, like a like a, a silk shirt, 
with like platform shoes and bell bot. Yeah. Whole, and I put like on a like I, when I went in for the audition, I put on like because I'm like a Guido cool. guy. I put on some jewelry and a pinky ring and and then I was talking to, and I changed up a couple of words and I used some Italian words like Maronna me, I'm on age and stuff like that. And then we have pulled me aside. And he goes, well, you know the guy and he started talking to me about some of my word choices. Like the guy's really like a New Jersey Italian. And I think that's more of a Brooklyn Italian thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And I was like, I, and I punched him in the dick. I'm like, yeah, really? <laughs> no. This and, is a uh, Boston Italian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was really nice. He was, you know, he was all business, did his thing. But he was, he was actually very. And it was weird because nine months earlier, I was at the. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm whatever, but like I, I, I was at the Emmy Awards for the um, for the uh, the Late Show, and we I'm in the bathroom, and up next to me comes Liev Schreiber, stands in the urinal next to me, and I'm taking. This is after you shot the movie. This is before. Oh, before. And yeah, this is a weird thing, and I'm like, and I turn them, I go, "Oh man, I was watching you in bed the other night," which was a weird thing to say with your dick out. <laughs> <laughs> out. Or like, anytime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From exactly. a window. <laughs> Hey man, um, and uh, and I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Ray Donovan and whatever. And I'm like, dick well, still in hand. Dick's, well, <laughs> I was so thrown. My I walked to the sink and my dick was still out. And I, and, uh, <laughs> so, so I'm at the Emmys. <laughs> exactly. He's soaping up. So now we then, know how we got the part. And then I didn't want to look like that was. Um, an accident, so I started washing my dick like it was an intentional thing that I left my dick out. No, I'm just kidding. Totally sold. I'm like, who the fuck washes that's their actually, dick? That's actually good. I never said that. I should say it on stage. Um, oh my and, god, uh, this is really his workshop. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> the curio's writing this down, uh, people. Hang on a second. Uh, wa- I'm doing a voice. Wash thing. the dick at the wait. Not to, this fucking. I hate these fucking. Uh, wash my wash my dick at the sink with Leah Shriver. All right, so, <laughs> I, um, so now I'm wa- so I'm washing my hands, and then I said, I, I never do this. I could, would you take a picture with me? And I took a selfie with, with him in the bathroom, with my dick in, and and then I showed him the selfie on uh, at the on the set, like you know, here it is, like a year later, or whatever. And we're wow, doing that's it's pretty really weird, cool. like yeah. weird, like yeah, because the chance of meeting him. Taking a picture and whatever, and, and then like, yeah, he, he was he was cool. But it what was... I found funny was I'm watching the movie with my wife, and this is how much faith I have in your career. Mm. And I go, wow, that guy looks just like a friend of mine, Paul Mercurio. <laughs> and when show movie goes on, and he's in another scene, I'm like, I can't get over how much this guy <laughs> looks like Paul Mercurio. <laughs> Shut up! I go, hold on. A minute. The credits start rolling. <laughs> Fast forward to the credits. I'm like, it's Paul McCartney. <laughs> I don't know why. I had such a. No, that's about, that's about what most people think. It was so funny. There I is no go, way that that could be Paul McCartney. There is no way on the face of the planet that that guy could ever be in a movie of that caliber. I, I wonder if that guy ever gets. Except that that's Paul McCartney. It defies logic, damn it. Does anybody go to that actor? Hey, you look just like Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> He's like you a young McCartney. You look a lot like you and Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, yes. Like, oh, I can't stand. I'm sick of hearing. Yeah, that. It, <laughs> your hands no, on I forget who the. I said if he, if you and I can't remember the other person. I said had a baby. It would be Sebastian. But I can't. I remember had to change the spelling of my last name because there's that Australian actor. Austra- my brother. Who had the actors union before I did. And he spells his name 
M-E-R-C-U-R-I-O. He was in this movie, Strictly Ball. No, I know who he is, but what, how do you spell your name now? Same way. I, I, have, I spell it M-E-C-U-R-I-O with one oh. R. My brother was doing his web, Paul's website, and uh, I go, you can look him up online and whatever. And he goes, why are you hanging out with this Australian like dancer <laughs> fag guy? <laughs> it's funny you should say the fag thing, and, I, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's all right. We're he loves gonna, the word. It's, it's fine. We're all going to die anyway. <laughs> I, I was... Um, I was you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, what am I going to do? i got to change spelling my name. And my friends kind of figured this out even before I did. They were, somebody was Googling me, and they got his website. And he was like a dancer. Like, he was a really good dancer. That's how he got the part, Strictly Ballroom. Uh, he was a choreographer, and he, they ended up just keeping him in the movie because he could do all the moves. And he had a website, and you'd go to his website, and there was one picture of him, like, in, like, a tankless T-shirt. Uh, a sleeveless T-shirt, a white tank top, and black pants, really tight. Like you see his balls and every junk, and it's all tight. And he's got a bottle of water, and he's like, sp- like spraying it, like super, super gay. And he's like, and my friends are going to look at that and call, going, "Are you doing gay porn? What is going on with you?" They thought it was me. Because if you look quickly, you look, you have the same coloring, same like brown hair. No, they actually it had nothing to do with no, him. They no, were it, actually asking it, you if you did gay porn. Because we saw you in two movies, <laughs> and they kept saying, "There's no way that's Paul Mercurio." <laughs> you're like, "Why are you guys watching the movie?" Yeah, exactly. We got to wrap well, up. Well, let me Paul tell the joke. We didn't up. tell Hold the joke. On. I'm, oh. Would you let me do this? I'm sorry. I was going to say, we got to go because Paul actually has to run across town because he has a job. Yes. And uh, what are you doing currently? Um, I am, uh, uh, when is this airing? It doesn't, we don't know. Probably this month. Um, Okay, well, this month, the end of May, I'm in uh, Rooster Tea Feathers out in Sunnyvale, California, San Jose. Um, And then I'm in uh, June 8th and 9th, I'm at Governor's in Levittown. Nice. So people can see me on the road, and my podcast is... That's right. I, saw, I was there the other night. I saw your the picture. Paul Mercurio show on iTunes. Very good. And, Tons um, of good guests. Yeah, like uh, Paul McCartney, Brian Cranston, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Jay Leno. Really? Jay Leonard. Yeah. yeah. My boy Rick right. Overton on. Rick Overton, uh, Brian Regan. So there's something for everybody. Neil deGrasse Tyson. So... Uh, I just had Katie Couric on talking about her show on Amy. She, so you're the like biggest of, guest we've had. Does it know? I was really. like, you're bragging about them. We're bragging about you. Yeah, no, <laughs> so no. round and round we go. So people can get that on iTunes. And it's just my name, The Paul Mercurio Show. And subscribe. It's free. Every Monday we put a if, new one out. If it's about ballroom dancing, wrong Paul Mercurio. <laughs> <laughs> but the second thing we do on our show is we always, tell a joke. We <laughs> tell a street joke. So right. Do you have I, a street do you joke? A street joke? Or do you I don't. have any on the top of your head? I don't. All right. I go got ahead. one. I'll do one. So a guy, uh, he goes, every night on his way home from work, he goes to a bar, gets hammered. And his wife's like, if you come home hammered again, you're out. Don't. So he's on his way home from work. He can't. He's got to, he stops in the bar. I'll just have one. Just have one. Next thing, two hours go by. He's completely loaded, drunk. He's all fucked up. He's sitting at the bar. And the guy goes, what's the matter? He goes, my wife said I can't go home if I'm drunk. I'm, I'm drunk. I don't know what I'm going to do. The guy says, I got an idea. Tell your wife you were walking home from work. A guy ran out of the bar and threw up. Oh, I'm screwing the joke up. He threw <laughs> up on himself. Cause he was, and he goes, my wife's going to know. He said, tell your wife when you go home, some guy was coming out of the bar and he threw up on you. Put a 20 in your front pocket. Tell her he gave you the 20 to pay for the dry cleaning. You'll be fine. So the guy goes, you're a genius. So he goes home. He's got the throw up on him and all. He goes in. His wife goes, what is this? He goes, honey. I was walking by the bar, guy came out, threw up on me, and he gave me this 20 
to pay for the dry cleaning. She goes, well, what's the other 24? He goes, the same guy shipped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's great. Folks, that's drinks, jokes, and storytelling. Good night. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. 